1: This is Ram Showcase on Sports War War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. What is
2: up, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible and with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash Ram Showcase. Why don't you guys go ahead and hop on there and uh, download yourself Game of My Life Rams, author Jay Paris, I, who I did have on the show last offseason, so uh, make sure you guys check out that interview as well. Pretty cool stuff there. Uh, I am your host, Joe Brandom, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys. First and foremost, I hope you guys all had an incredible New Year's. If you're hearing me right now, then that means it, it was at least moderately safe New Year's, so that's good news. And uh, uh you know, this year's gonna be pretty exciting. I, I I'm hoping, you know, I'm pretty excited for this year. Uh, my 2018 was pretty toasty, so I'm just excited to uh, keep keep going. I don't really have a New year's resolution. I guess my only New year's resolution would be to not have a New year's resolution, which is the ultimate paradox, not the ultimate one, but it is a paradox, okay. So I'm breaking it by saying that, Uh, But I'm going to move on here. Um, Just a couple of cool news bits for you guys. Obviously, most of us know that the Rams did earn their first round by by beating the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And the the defense is really playing strong right now. Uh, Of course, this is against, you know, these last two games against not overly powerful offenses. So, I don't know if expectations should be high or low, but what's, what's really pleasing to see is that this defense is playing as a full unit. They're communicating well. They're getting set right. And it's it seeming like everything's going, going well for this team right now, especially on the defensive side, uh, from that standpoint. And, and again, it, these aren't Arizona Cardinals and San Francisco 49ers aren't right now super high powered offenses, but, the 49ers were playing people pretty well come late in the season. So it's good to see that the Rams were able to uh, to to slow them down. And then of course the 49ers were able to to put up some more numbers once the Rams starters got pulled. And I think that's kind of leading to some some not trusting uh, from the Rams fans of this defense. Uh, but but I feel pretty good. I feel pretty decent about going into uh, about going into the, the, the divisional round of the postseason. Uh, with this team. I'm feeling pretty confident. And uh, we don't know who the opponent will be yet. Of course, that opponent will be set after Sunday's Philadelphia at Chicago game. If the Bears win that game, which seems to be the most likely option, the Rams will play the Bears. They're guaranteed to play the Bears if the Bears win that game. If the Eagles win that game, then the Rams play the winner of the Seattle at Dallas game that will be played on Saturday. So just make sure you guys keep keep your eyes open on that game because uh, that's going to tell us who who the Rams are going to be playing against Of course the Rams are at practice today which is Wednesday this is the third or the, the second of the of January and then of course they will practice tomorrow and then the team is expected to be in on Sunday once that game wraps up and they're going to begin their prep on Sunday it is going to be a short week for the Rams no matter what. Uh, the Rams game does kick off at 5:15 Los Angeles time on Saturday, January 12th. Uh, so, not knowing the opponent until until Sunday means the Rams do only have that six day week. So, uh, coming in on Sunday will give them a little bit of a chance to to start that preparation because uh, it will be a short week. But it also will be a short week for the teams uh, for the opponent. So, it's looking like either way, it's going to be an even an even playing field. But the Rams do, of course, have the week off, which is. Not necessarily a week off. What's happening now and, and what we're seeing and, and what we're hearing from the coaches and the players is uh, this is more of a week to uh, to kind of step back and, and take a look at themselves and kind of go back to the fundamentals and and really just focus on the Rams instead of the opponent, which I think is absolutely perfect. I think that's a great way to handle the, the bye week in the postseason. So hopefully that pays some dividends and hopefully... Now I've been saying this for a while. I hope that before the Rams first first playoff game uh, next week that uh, that this this team sits down and maybe watches that Atlanta game from last year because oh man, that was a that was a heartbreaker, all right? It, that's that's all that's all I can say. It was a heartbreaker. Rams only scored 13 points. It was just a hard one. It was a hard one to swallow, especially after such an incredible year. So hopefully that emotion and and the the experience gained from that game uh, that that will benefit this team going into the playoffs this year, which I think it will. I I honestly I don't know about most of you guys, but I'm feeling a lot better about this postseason than I was last postseason, and I felt pretty good about last postseason. Uh, once the once the playoffs begin, though, basically every team is zero and zero. You know, there's uh, everything that happened in the in the regular season that does not impact these games. So. Uh, Everybody 0-0, zero, zero. Anybody at this point can can go all the way and and win it. So Rams just uh, really need to really need to just focus here. All right, <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be a fun one. That's for that's for sure. Um, I'm gonna go over some some inf- interesting facts for you guys. And and this uh this might go really fast. I haven't really prepared time wise on this. Uh, but on the other side of this, then we will go to the break and, and then we got our fan casos. We don't have a lot of fan casos, but we do have some pretty strong ones. So we'll get to that. Uh, but some just interesting stuff that's, that's surrounding the team and specific players, which is pretty cool. Uh, these are just some things I was able to dig up. Okay. Uh, so first we'll look at the team. The Rams became the fourth team ever to have 400 plus first downs in a season and is the first time the Rams have done this. This is the third time ever that the Rams have won 13 plus games in a season. This is the second most points and yards in a season for the Los Angeles Rams or for the Rams uh, because uh, the 2000 season saw 13 more points, so it was very tight there. And then, of course, uh, second in yards for this season behind that 2000 season as well. This is also the Rams' first division sweep since 1999. That was a pretty awesome season if I do say so myself, and I do say so myself. That was a great season, so uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I think we all remember that. I don't need to recap the 99 season. We know what happened. Uh, some stuff on Jared Goff. Jared Goff becomes the fourth Rams quarterback ever to throw for 30-plus touchdowns in a season, uh, joining some pretty awesome company there. Uh, Jared Goff finishes with second-most pass yards in a season for a Rams QB, so he uh, he fell behind uh, Kurt Warner in that regard. So Uh, pretty cool stuff for jared goff there he fell 142 yards short which was so close he needed to get pulled out in the third quarter of the finale goff's 32 touchdowns are third most in the season for a rams quarterback behind 2001 kurt warner and 1999 kurt warner and four fourth quarter comebacks ties for first with 1955 in for van brocklin 89 for jim everett and uh, 2012 for sam bradford and 2003 for mark bolger uh Goff 16 starts at quarterback is the 14th time a Rams quarterback has started all 16 games at quarterback and he is now eighth all-time in Rams passing yards with 9581 he is 1484 behind Sam Bradford and uh he has uh he's also eighth in touchdowns now with 65 he is five passing touchdowns behind Vince Ferragamo and uh wins for a starting quarterback he is tw- uh, has 24 which is also eighth and he is two behind Ferragamo in that regard. Let's take a look at Todd Gurley. 1,251 rushing yards is the 12th most in a season by a Rams player. And, of course, he did miss those two final games. And uh, 22nd in attempts in a season. So I found that really interesting. 22nd in attempts but 12th most yards in a season. And uh, 17 touchdowns is third in a season in Rams history for, uh, for running back. That's rushing touchdowns. Uh, In 2000, Marshall Falk and in 83, Eric Dickerson both had 18 each, so Todd Gurley came very close to breaking the uh, most rushing touchdowns in a season by a Rams running back, but did fall to third. Now, Todd Gurley's 132 points scored this year is fourth most in a Rams season. Of course, Greg Zurline with his 158 uh, is in third place, With that was last year. We were on uh, Greg Zerline record watch until he did get hurt uh, closer to the end of last year. Uh, 21 total touchdowns is tied for second most in a season with uh, uh, with 2001 Marshall Falk and in 2000 Marshall Falk had 26 26 touchdowns so uh, fell short of that by five touchdowns obviously uh, six time sixth all time in rushing yards now for the Rams he is 870 behind running back Dick Bass. Fourth all-time in Rams rushing touchdowns with 46. He is 10 behind Eric Dickerson and 12 behind Marshall Falk, who sits at number one. So it looks like Marshall, or, uh, that Todd Gurley could become the Rams all-time leading rushing touchdown scorer as early as next year, which is really cool. Just 12 behind Marshall Falk, 12 to tie Marshall Falk at number one. Uh, sixth all-time in Rams uh, touchdowns scored at 45. He needs seven to tie Henry Ellard, and he has 40 behind Marshall Falk who sits at one so quite a bit to get to uh, Marshall Falk but he's more than halfway already which is pretty cool Uh, let's take a look at some receiving numbers 86 receptions for Robert Woods is 13th most in a season uh, in Rams history 1219 yards for Robert Woods is 15th most in the season and the 1205 that Brandon Cooks got is 17th most in a season Uh, for uh, for a Rams receiver and Cooks and Woods both going over 1200 yards receiving is the third time that a Rams duo has both gone over 1200 yards receiving Bruce and Holt did it the other two times Uh, take a look at Greg Zurline Zurline he's been a pretty strong kicker for the Rams has had some issues Uh, of course a few years ago he did have some accuracy issues and then last year did have his injury issues. Uh, but zurline needs 88 field goals to have the most in Rams history, he is 177 behind Jeff Wilkins, who has 265. Uh, Greg zurline now has the most 50-yard plus field goals in Rams history, with 28 beating Wilkins by two. Uh, zurline is third in scoring in Rams history with 753 points. He is 36 behind um, Mike to tie Land- Mike Lansford at 798. Let's take a look at Sean McVeigh, the Rams fearless leader, uh, eighth all time in wins as the Rams head coach in his second season. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, and he is 15th in games coached. So there's a number of games coached is 15th. He's got eight, the eighth most wins. So really cool stuff there. And he is currently tied uh, for the highest win percentage in Rams history for a head coach. But of course, this could change over the course of the next However many years, hopefully Sean McVay's here. I would like to sign Sean McVay to just like a 50-year contract. I think I'd be okay with that. Uh, and, and if he can win 75% of his games, then, then all the better. Uh, Aaron Donald. Okay, I saved this one for last because this guy is absolutely just... He's, he's basically a machine. He's a space robot sent to Earth to destroy the, the, the confidence levels of quarterbacks. Uh, so he does have most sacks in a season in Rams history, most sacks in a season by a defensive tackle in NFL history, uh, he also broke the record for most sack yards in a season with 183.5. Uh, the record before that was 178. And he is the 12th player ever to record 20-plus sacks in a season. First defensive tackle uh, to do that. And uh, that statistic obviously goes back to 1982. And uh, that is it. That, that, is, that I thought that was a fun thing to do. I did some research yesterday on this stuff, and I was kind of looking and and, and, and trying to find the updates on, on where some of these guys are sitting. Uh, and, of course, the, the receivers, we've had them for a short time, so most of those are seasons. Uh, but we have some pretty cool information as far as, you know, the sacks and, and, and Todd Gurley and how well he's playing and Jared Goff uh, definitely looking like one of the better Rams quarterbacks of all time right now, which is really cool, especially after his rookie season where he just really fell flat. Uh, I was a, a Goff believer from the very beginning, I have a video saved on my Snapchat. I was drinking at the bar, and uh, it was, we were watching the draft, me and my buddy. And the Rams took, took Goff, obviously, and I was excited. I was celebrating, and my buddy was not a fan of the pick. He wanted Wentz real bad, and uh, I think he's coming around. I think, I think finally now uh, he's coming around. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to give you guys quick injury updates for you guys. So uh, Rams wide receiver Robert Woods is not on the injury report. I'm seeing a lot of stuff uh, people posting that they can't find updates on Robert Woods and his injury. Uh, that's because he's not injured. He's he's good to go. Robert Woods is fine. Left tackle Andrew Whitworth is expected to be fine and expected to practice Thursday and is expected to play next week, uh, whoever the Rams have to play against. Uh, Sean McVay says that Todd Gurley and Lamarcus Joyner are both making good progress, and uh, it's looking like they're both going to be able to go. I think it would be really difficult for the coaching staff to hold Todd Gurley out of the playoff game. And uh, we did hear that, you know, last week that uh, Sean McVay said that if if it, that was a playoff game. Uh, That Todd Gurley would likely be playing. So so nothing too crazy there. And then uh, defensive back Blake Countess, uh, he remains in concussion protocol. I think this week off really just benefits Countess here. Uh, Usually you don't see guys out for more than two weeks from a concussion. So it looks like the Rams are coming into the playoffs pretty healthy. And honestly, these last two games, uh, I think they were able to get a little bit of their confidence back and a little bit of their momentum back. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this playoff game. If you guys don't know how excited I am for this playoff game, I'll give you guys the perfect example. If you guys go onto YouTube and search Rams Showcase, I did a video. I, I did this video actually before the, the game on Sunday, and uh, it's talking about the Rams playoffs. And I don't know about you guys, but... I still watch it and it, it, it hypes me up. All right. I'm pretty pumped. I'm really excited. I think this is, this is definitely my best video. If you guys have been keeping up with my, my YouTube channel, uh, this is absolutely the best quality video that I've done. So make sure you guys go check that out. Drop a like and share it with your friends. Share it with your Rams fan friends. I know you guys all have them. You've all got Rams fan buddies. So make sure you guys share that. It's also available on the Rams Showcase Facebook page. You can check it out there. I'm going to try to pin it on the top of there. Now we'll see if I can figure out how to do that. I'm uh I'm a moderately tech savvy person but uh not not the best, okay? I'm not the best tech guy. So uh, I can do certain things, but I don't know. I'll try to figure it out. I'm sure it's on Facebook. I'm sure it won't be too difficult to figure out how to pin that. And uh, the only other note that I have for you guys is uh the Rams only get one player on the Pro Football Focus all-pro team and that does go to Aaron Donald. I think that there were some other eligible candidates. Uh, that's, what, that's what I'll call them, you know, guys like Todd Gurley. Uh, I think that the, the Rams kind of got snubbed here, but the way that Pro Football Focus does their, their rating systems, it's very fair. So if Pro Football Focus only has one, then I guess we only get one. This is not like the Pro Bowl where it's more of a popularity contest. Um, so, so I'll leave you guys with that. Um We're going to go ahead and hop into our break. On the other side, we've got some fan quesos for you guys, so make sure you do not go anywhere.
1: For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk. Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now
2: is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin.
1: This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to
0: the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs.
2: And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys uh, follow Ram Showcase Facebook page and everywhere else. So that's uh, facebook.com slash ramshowcase and then at ramshowcase on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you're going to stay up to date. The second that I get Rams news, that's where I post it. That's the first thing I do is post it to Ram Showcase. So the second I know something, you guys know something. Which is, good, which is good which is good for everybody. I'm also keeping you guys up to date on that page there, uh, on at least on the Twitter and the Facebook of uh, guys who are being interviewed other places. So we do have uh, we do have Zach Taylor, the Rams quarterback coach, is being interviewed by the Bengals. He's being interviewed by the Broncos. And I don't know why I didn't write this down, but there is one more. There's one more, and I don't know why I'm spacing it right now. You know what, I'm just going to find it for you guys, because I can just do that. My phone is in my hand, like it usually is, if we're all being real here. If this is a place that I can be honest with you guys, and I like to think that it is, uh, it's definitely in my hand. Uh, Let's see here, Bengals, and then Cardinals. That's right, why didn't I think of the Cardinals? Of course it was the Cardinals. The Cardinals have requested permission to interview Zach Taylor, in uh, those interviews, Cardinals and Broncos will be on Saturday. I have not heard official word on when exactly the interview with the Bengals will be, uh, but that will be taking place as well. The Bengals also request permission to interview Rams passing game coordinator Shane Waldron for their head coaching vacancy. Uh, so I, I think this is this is interesting. I mean, we're we're obviously going to see some guys moving around uh, because, you know, people are going to want to pick off that, that McVay tree, you know. So uh, it's okay, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I see a lot of people saying like, oh, you can't take our guys. You know, these are our coaches. These, these guys are helping us win, and that's definitely true. These guys are really good coaches, uh, but ultimately, guys, I want you guys to remember that uh, this is the train that's headed by Sean McVay. He's the one running the show, so I think that if these do, if these guys do get hired on at other places... Uh, the Rams are gonna be okay. As long as Sean McVeigh's here, I think that we're we're in the right direction. And also I think that there could potentially be some other big changes coming uh, to this Rams coaching staff, as well as the roster, which I will get into in an episode the second the, the the episode after the Rams are no longer playing games. I'm not gonna say eliminated. I'm just gonna say when they're no longer playing games, I will go into who I think will leave and who I think will stay, and that's gonna be on the coaching staff as well as the roster. So uh, keep an eye out for that one. The second the Rams season is over, we will go into that. Uh, but, you know, uh, we're not going to have Wade Phillips forever, all right? And I don't know if 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 people are okay with that or not. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to gauge what the, what the fans will feel about that because, you know, the Rams defense, I think this is one of the first times I would have to actually—this is going to be an interesting little research part on— on Wade is when the last time he didn't have a top 10 defense is because he's been a very strong defensive coordinator for a very long time and the Rams didn't have top 10 defense this year so I'd have to look into that and see exactly when that is uh, obviously the Rams didn't play well against the run but Wade Phillips defense is kind of notorious for giving up a lot of run games or uh, run run yards uh, but we're gonna go ahead and uh, hop into fan casos here uh, this is gonna be a very quick episode quick quick sode for y'all because Um, well, because there's no game to break down and that usually takes up a a decent chunk, but we will get into all of that next week, which I'm excited about. I think it's going to be cool. I think we're going to get, I'm I'm trying to add some more stuff into the game breakdown next week and we'll we'll get back to doing the the YouTube videos next week as well. I do start school back up next week. So it's going to be tight schedule uh, from here on out (laughs) until, uh, until this Rams season is over. It's going to be real tight, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. And then, of course, this offseason, I do have some cool Ram showcase stuff coming for you guys. I'll I'll detail that in a different episode, though. Uh, So, Fan Casos for you guys. Uh, So, this this first one comes from Ian. And uh, his question is, pick your poison. Who would you rather face out of Chicago, Dallas, or Seattle in the divisional round? And who are you trying to stay away from? Ian. Okay, first of all, Ian. I hate your question with most of my heart. I absolutely hate it. I I keep hearing all over the place from different fans. I don't want to play the Bears. I don't want to play the Seahawks. I don't want to play the Saints. I don't care who we play. We just got to beat them. Okay. And it doesn't matter whether if you want to play the Bears or not. The chances the Rams play the Bears next week. Very high. I'm just going to lay that out there. Very high. And it doesn't matter if you want to or not. But what does matter is, you know, the Rams are going to have to play that game. And I personally hope that they have my confidence level and not most of the fans' confidence levels. Because if you look at it and you say, you know, if the Bears do, do lose this game this weekend and the Rams get the winner of the Seattle and Dallas game, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, well, let's bring on Dallas. That's cool. I'll play Dallas. But... If we play Dallas, that means they won. They won a playoff game. That means they're gonna be they're gonna be getting hot. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think Dallas and Seattle both kind of coming into the season a little bit cold. Um, just they did have some struggles in Week 17. Of course, those are division games and hard to hard to judge. Uh, but Seattle played Arizona, and you know that is a division game, yes. But Arizona is terrible, god awful. So, uh, Steve Wilkes, one and done in Arizona. Not really surprised. I was looking at that. I was talking with some some of my football fan buddies and, uh, you know, I wasn't really surprised by that. I was saying that Steve Wilkes could absolutely be fired. Uh, and then, you know, you got the Giants who have kind of had a weird season. They started real slow and then, and then started getting better near the end. Uh, but, you know, the, the Cowboys had a lot of trouble with them. Um, so that's kind of interesting to look at. And I think the Saints are coming in, uh, you know, two weeks off for the starters. I'm interested to see how they they handle that. That's what I'll say about that. Uh, but who would I rather face, Chicago, Dallas, or Seattle? Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. We're in L.A. It's going to be fine. Uh, and my biggest point here, my biggest point, because I actually I've been told that I'm a bad fan because I'm OK with playing Chicago if we have to, which seems likely I'm a bad fan now for that. And you know what? If the Rams can't win a home playoff game, no matter the opponent, then why would we think that we deserve to be champions? That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not afraid of any of these teams. And I think what Rams fans are forgetting, what most Rams fans are forgetting, I won't say all because I have had conversations where people are not, not afraid of any of these teams. Uh, What I think a lot of Rams fans are forgetting though, is the Rams are a good team too, I've heard Bears fans say, I don't want to go to, to LA. I don't want to do that. I, that, that sounds hard to do. But of course, if we have to do it, we have to try. And then I've heard Seahawks fans, I've heard them say, I don't want to play the Rams a third time. They already beat us twice. So, you know what? They're afraid of us too. And, you know, you can, you can sit here and say, you know, I don't want to play this team. I don't want to play this team. But the fact is, it doesn't matter who you want to play or don't want to play. You just got to beat who shows up next week. One of these three teams is going to show up to LA and whether you personally are afraid to play them or not, the Rams have to play that game and hopefully win that game. But there's, I I don't know. I, I, I kind of hate this topic of, of who do I want to play? Who do I not want to play? I'm not scared of any of these teams. There is not a team in the, in the playoffs at all, AFC or NFC side that the Rams are not capable of beating. Of course, they did lose to the Eagles. Of course, they did lose to the Bears. Of course, they did lose to the Saints. They are capable, though, of beating these teams, especially at home in Los Angeles, in the Coliseum. That place is going to be rocking. People are going to be yelling, "Who's house? Rams house!" It's going to be off, off, off the chain. You know what I mean? So it's going to be awesome. Teams aren't going to be super jacked to be like, "Oh, we get to go to LA to play the Rams. Sick!" Well, you know, who's next? The NFC Championship. Here we go. That's not going to be the case. So no, any of these teams doesn't matter to me. Bring them on. If we can't be, if we can't beat the best, then how would you ever expect to be the best? And I personally, I would love to play all the hardest teams. And I would love—I mean, I'm not necessarily into the whole revenge tour thing like some fans are, um, but I—I'm interested to see, you know, if the Rams come to Los Angeles, and, and and we can beat them, we can show that that game in in Chicago on Sunday night was not who this team is and if we can go to new orleans and maybe beat them too we can show that that game in the regular season was not who we are that 35 points in the first half is not who this team is that's just that. that's just how i feel about it i'm not afraid of any of these teams and if we can't beat them then why would we think that we deserve to be champions in the first place that's kind of my whole point so i'm not going to really answer your question uh, i hope i did in some ways answer your question but Who am I trying to stay away from? Nobody. Bring them on. That's how I feel about it. I feel good about this team. I think the Rams are a good team too. All right. They're not, I I don't know if I would say that they're, they're, they're the best. And we're definitely not uh, like invincible. We can be beaten. We've seen that. We can have off days. We've seen that this year, but there is not a team that I'm avoiding in this postseason. That's just not the way that, that the sheriff Joe Bags operates. <laughs> put me on the field, dang. If it but I'm saying like if if the player, I'm really hoping the 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 players and the coaches have my level of confidence in not some of these fans levels of confidence that I've been listening to because I think it's outrageous. I think it's outrageous to say I don't want to play this team. I don't want to play the Bears. Well, chances are the Rams are going to play the Bears whether we like it or not. So, we can either feel good about that and say we're a good team too we're gonna score more than six points uh Jared Goff is is looking more confident than he was when we played in Chicago uh the Rams offense had no creativity in that game dropped passes bad throws that uh, chances of that happening again I think are slim with this team I think this is a very talented team so no I'm not avoiding any of these teams hope that answers your question Ian hope that answers your question Next one here from MJ, uh, do we keep CJ or let him go after the season? CJ Anderson, two games with the Rams and is second in rushing for the Rams. And that's absolutely incredible. Had 299 with the Rams in just those two games. CJ Anderson, huge benefit to this team. But I absolutely, and I feel very confident in saying he will not be back for the Rams. CJ Anderson is... He's a a strong starter. He's not a superstar. He's not the reason that you, your team, your rushing game just gets magically fixed and he's just running all over everybody, but his work ethic is insane, and he's talented enough to be a starter, and I don't think he would want to stay in Los Angeles as a backup, because obviously he's not going to pass up Todd Gurley on the depth chart. That's just not going to happen, so... Uh, I think that C.J. Anderson is absolutely done with the Rams after this postseason push, uh, but he's fresh, which is really nice. You know, he comes in, he he had 104 rushing yards on the season prior to the Rams signing him. Now had just 299 just with us, which is awesome. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good about C.J. going into the to the playoffs. Uh, but I absolutely think that he's gone. And you know what? I I I hope that he goes somewhere and plays well. I have no. No negative feelings towards, towards CJ Anderson if he leaves. I think that's totally cool for him if he can go somewhere and, and be a starter and perform. And, you know, that's why he was released in, in Carolina was, you know, Mc, Christian McCaffrey is a pretty good running back. And then he went to the Raiders and the reason that he was released there is because the Raiders hate talent and, uh, they hate good players, apparently. I think that's one thing that this season has taught us. They hate things that are good for them. That's why they're leaving anyway. I'm not going to get into the Raiders. I swear I'm not going to get into the Raiders here. Uh, But, you know, he comes over to us and we needed a running back at the time. And I think that he's going to be a crucial part of this postseason run. And hopefully he can get some cool things. And he's got experience too, which is really cool. He's got some postseason experience. He's won a Super Bowl. So I think that 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 all around will help this team. I think bringing in a guy like C.J. Anderson was absolutely perfect for this team. And uh, I'm excited, but I don't think he comes back next year. Uh, MJ wants to know who's winning: Cowboys or Seahawks? This is a good question, MJ. I like it. So, uh, this is a very good good matchup, um, actually. So the Cowboys, uh, they both these teams didn't really look that good last week. You know, struggling against division opponents. Uh, I think the Seahawks. I think that that game was a little bit more telling uh, because. You know, you can say it's a division game all you want, but the Rams played two games against them this year and beat the crap out of them two times. So I don't think it's necessarily just a division thing for them. Um, I think that the Seahawks, maybe, I'm, I don't know, I, it's hard to say if they're running out of juice or anything. It, I, I can't really say that for sure, but I think that the, the game against the the Cardinals was a little bit more telling for the Seahawks than the game against the Giants for the Cowboys. Cause the Giants always play their butts off against the Cowboys. They want that win every single time. So they're going to get the best of the Giants no matter what the postseason looks like or whatever the records look like. That doesn't matter. The Cowboys are going to get the Giants best every single time. So this game's really interesting to me and you know, the Cowboys are at home in this game. This team, these teams did play earlier. The Seahawks kind of were able to shut down the Cowboys. But if I'm not mistaken, that game was in Seattle. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Ooh. I don't know. I haven't really thought about this yet about who I think is going to win or not. I'm just kind of waiting to see who, who does win so I can see who the Rams play. Um, but if I had to pick one, I think I might go Dallas. I think Dallas is just looking a little bit better to me right now. Overall, this season, I think that the Seahawks have have been a stronger team overall in the season. But if we're looking at recent history and going into this game specifically, I think that the Dallas Cowboys, I think they kind of hold the edge. I'm going to give them the win. Uh, Next one here from MJ. Outside of Gurley and Goff, who is your offensive MVP and why? Outside of AD, who is the defensive MVP? Okay, so... On the offensive side, outside of Gurley and Goff, who is the offensive MVP, and why? So there's a few guys that you can mention here. So first of all, I'm going to mention Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, all right? Bobby Trees had an absolutely incredible season, career highs and everything. He's, he's a very, very strong player and probably one of the more underrated wide receivers in the NFL. He just gets it done, doesn't drop a lot of passes. He's in the right spots when he needs to be. He can break tackles, and he's got speed. I feel like some people don't understand that, that that Robert Woods actually has some speed. So, so I'm going to go with, with Woods there. And also I'm going to give a little bit of a nod to Roger Saffold, who I think has absolutely been phenomenal for the Rams on the inside of that offensive line. I think he's done a great job, uh, and consistently, you know, uh, Austin Blythe came in at right guard and, and played really, really well for most of the season. And then, well, most of the offensive line kind of took a step back, um, talent-wise or like, I, I don't know what uh, talent wise isn't the right way to put that, but like domination wise, I guess. Um, and so, but, uh, Saffold though has always been a really, really strong point on the Rams offensive line. And, and I think I'm giving, giving that to, to him as well. So I, I go Woods and, and Saffold there. And outside of Aaron Donald, who's the defensive MVP, I think you have to go with Corey Littleton. He was up there in tackles, had more, uh, passes defended than anybody else on the team, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, was able to get some some inter- interceptions sacks. He was doing everything. He was all over the place, and I think that in in fans' minds, when when a player misses a tackle, that just sticks out to them. So I think Littleton is getting a lot of heat right now uh, because that's what that's what people remember. They don't remember the the tackle that was you know for just a two yard gain. They remember when he missed the tackle and somebody else had to come in and clean it up. So. Littleton absolutely had a, a super strong year, and I'm expecting him to obviously be a starter next year. I don't think that that's insane at all. Uh, but Littleton, man, he he absolutely did the thing. And John Johnson on the back end at safety, I'll give him the nod, um, a little bit of a, a of a shout out on the back end. Uh, great season as well. You know, there was a couple of games there where he kind of looked like he was just kind of out of place and didn't know exactly where he was supposed to be. Uh, but then he started reining that back in, uh, much like the rest of the defense, who who kind of just started playing more of as, as a unit near the end of the season, which was really good to see. But John Johnson, huge part of that secondary. Uh, even with bringing in Marcus Peters and Akeem Tlaib and having LaMarcus Joyner, uh, Johnson is doing absolutely incredible back there. And I got to admit, he's one of the coolest guys on the team. Personality-wise, absolutely awesome. Cool, dude. I was able to meet him in Denver, which was really awesome, but you guys all see the videos and stuff of, you know, the, the mic'd ups and all that stuff. He's just a cool guy. Cool, dude. He's given, uh, he's given, uh, Johnny Hecker a little bit of a run for, uh, like most, uh, most, uh, the biggest personality on the Rams, which is pretty cool. And, uh, last one here. Uh, last one here comes from MJ. If Cup wouldn't have gotten injured, would we have three 1,000 yard receivers? And would our record look differently? This is a really good question. So I do think that, that Cup would have gotten to a thousand yards. I think that Cup has, has shown that he's one of Goff's favorite targets. Goff likes to throw the ball to Cooks or to Cup, I mean, and Cup can do some stuff after the play, after the catch, I mean. So, you know, those, those yards after catch is something that's, that's huge for Cooper Cup. I think he absolutely would have gotten to a thousand. I don't know if he would have hit that 1200 mark like Woods and, and Cooks, but holy crap, that would have been amazing, right? And, um, you know, if, as far as the record looking different, what I would look at here is how close these games were. And what I would say for having Cooper Cup is that the Rams record, I think that he would be worth one more win. And I think that that win would have been against the Eagles. I think that the the way that the Rams offense was playing in that game, I think that a guy like Cooper Cup in a seven-point game, I think that he could have made the difference. At least push that game to overtime. Maybe the Rams still lose it. I don't know. Uh, But I think that he could have been the guy that could have helped this team get that game at least to overtime and possibly win that game. I think that Cooper Cup is an outstanding player. And in the future, I think that we're going to look at Cooper Cup as one of the best Rams receivers of all time. And that's, I mean, that's, it's going to be part of a group. He's not going to be the top guy. Maybe he is. Maybe, maybe he, he proves that and, and, and just kind of explodes and is known as the greatest Rams receiver of all time. But what I'm looking at is him to be bunched in with everybody else, to be bunched in with, you know, Flipper Anderson, Henry Ellard, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, all these guys that are absolutely incredible that the Rams have had in the past and I think that he'll eventually be in that conversation. I think 20 years from now, you know, 30 years from now, uh, some of us are going to be talking about watching Cooper Cup play. I, I remember him scoring the, the Rams first touchdown in the postseason and, and, you know, what, what was it, you know, 16 years or whatever. So I, I think we're going to, we're going to see that stuff. And I, I, I'm excited to have Cooper Cup on this team. I think that he absolutely gets extended when that time is ready. And, uh, I think he's, he's huge, but, as far as the record being different, I would say that maybe that that Eagles game goes a little differently. Maybe the Bears game goes completely differently. I have no idea. Uh, but because of if if we're looking at closeness of games, then I will say that that he could potentially have been the the X factor or or worth seven more points for the Rams in that Eagles game and potentially led the Rams to the win there. That's what I that's what I'll go with. Uh, that is going to do it for me, though. A uh, pretty short episode for you guys. Nothing too crazy. I hope you guys just enjoy your week. Just enjoy your time off. I know I'm kind of relaxing. This weekend is going to be real nice. Uh, I'm just going to sit back and we're just watch some playoff football. And this is the best time. We have some really good games coming up. Uh, the only one that isn't a rematch, uh, there is uh, the one. It's uh, Philadelphia and Chicago. That's the only one that has that, that that matchup that has not happened at least once in the season course the, the Colts and Texans played twice they did split I'm really excited for that game uh, the Chargers and Ravens I know the Chargers are going to give them give the Ravens one heck of a fight in that game uh, there was a it was a pretty close game uh, in, the, in the first one I think everybody likes to say that the Ravens just straight dominated the Chargers and I just, I disagree I think you take away that fumble and you know that's a very tight game so uh, that one's going to be a really good one in Baltimore Baltimore is one of the more physical teams in the NFL right now Uh, Seattle at Dallas I'm really excited about and um, you know I I think we're gonna see some some really good football and let's see maybe Chicago doesn't even win this game Uh, because once the postseason begins like I said before it's all bets are off you know you can't say that oh this team is clearly better so they're gonna win the Rams were clearly better than the Falcons last year and the Falcons won in LA so uh, maybe there were some other things going on there inexperience or whatever but the the fact is you know the Rams were a better team and they didn't win so anything can happen the Eagles could go into Chicago and win Seattle could absolutely light up Dallas um you know Houston could blow up on on Indy or vice versa that game I have no idea I can't even venture a guess on that game uh the Chargers come in and and get their offense right against the Ravens because they didn't have you know Austin Eckler in that game and, you know, it's, it's going to be a very interesting weekend of football, and I know for, for me, I'm going to just sit back and take it all in, and then on Sunday, we'll we'll know who the Rams are playing, and then one week from today, uh, which will be the ninth, we will get into that game, absolutely we'll get into that game, and we'll, we'll dig deep into some, some interesting facts for you guys, could be the Bears, could be the Seahawks, could be the Cowboys, the only one that the Rams have not played yet this year, uh, would have been the Cowboys, so... That's going to be cool stuff, and uh, I'm really excited. Again, guys, please go check out that video. I'm just super proud of it, personally. Uh, I think I did an awesome job, and I'm going to pat my own back there because I'm super proud of that video. So go check it out. You can check it out on the Ram Showcase YouTube page or the Facebook page. And I'm going to, right now, I'm going to go try to figure out how to pin that. So uh, maybe maybe if, I, <laughs> if I'm if i lucky, it'll be right there at the top of that page on the on the Ram Showcase Facebook page So make sure you guys go there. Uh, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase and myself everywhere on all of your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. And for myself, at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. So pretty simple stuff there. And then of course uh, search Ram Showcase on YouTube to get all those cool videos that I post. All the cool videos I post. It's going to be awesome. i um, really excited for these playoffs. Hope you guys enjoy the weekend of football. And uh, the Rams got the week off, so let's kind of just relax this weekend and and get hyped up for uh, for some playoff football. So, gonna be cool stuff. Let's start this new year off awesome. And I'm sure you guys are all having an awesome time for this new year. And got your sweet resolutions in. Make sure you guys stick to them, though. All right. I'm gonna hold you to it. I'm gonna hold you to it. And somebody, you're getting. I don't know what you're getting if uh, if you fail, but it's not gonna be good. I know that much. Uh, But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple.